0: Coming up in this episode of The Wheelhouse, Liminal Space, and a conversation with Jill Lewis. I'm Dr. Grant Chandler, CEO of Students Matter, and this is The Wheelhouse. In this season of our podcast, we'll mix interviews and conversations with in depth thinking around our three foundational components of our framework accomplishment driven leadership, superior instruction, and powerful student care. You know, we believe it's our priority as educators to prove to each student how incredibly distinctive and irreplaceable his or her life is. Together, let's continue to step up to this incredibly important challenge and add additional tools and skills right into our wheelhouse. I'm really excited to welcome today's guest and my colleague, Jill Lewis, to the wheelhouse. Jill Lewis is a passionate educator with classroom coaching and leadership experience in pre-K through college levels. During her tenure, she served as an instructional literacy coach and she's nationally board certified in reading language arts for the early and middle grades. Today as a consultant for schools and districts throughout the country in all areas of curriculum and assessment, Jill regularly presents at conferences throughout the nation on best instructional strategies, strategic development, teacher leadership, and continues to offer support in refining processes within the educational system. Furthermore, Jill develops curriculum and delivers online instruction. Like me, Jill is also an ASCD faculty member who works with schools in numerous areas throughout the country. And finally, Jill has previously served for seven years as the president of Colorado ASCD. Jill Lewis, welcome to The Wheelhouse in our first episode of season two.
1: Oh, Grant, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and to have this time with you. You know, it's it's interesting. Education is in a really interesting place right now. And I think if we can harness some of the great things that are happening, we can definitely move mountains and really, really do some, some great work and change the course that we are on for a better,
0: Absolutely. better place. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I had such a great time working with you over the last year that I was when, when, when we were planning and conceptualizing season two of the wheelhouse, I wanted you to be my first guest. So I am so excited. And I thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Oh, Grant. Thank you. It's, it's such an honor to be here. So, uh, doing
0: a little research to prepare for our conversation today, I came across uh, a 17th century French philosopher, because uh, I was a French teacher in another life, uh, Blaise Pascal. And he said, quelque part, quelque chose d'incroyable attend d'être connu. And for all of our non French speaking listeners, what that means is somewhere something incredible is waiting to be known. Mm-hmm. And I loved, I loved that quote. It's beautiful in, in its original French. It's powerful in a language that we can certainly all understand. You know, Alan Seal said that it is the power of transition from what has been to what will be. And we're talking today about liminal space. And the word liminal comes from the Latin word limon, which means threshold. I didn't know that. And the liminal space is the crossing over space. A space where you have left something behind that you are not fully in something else. And he calls it a transition space. I had the pleasure of listening to Jill talk about liminal space just a little while ago. And so today's topic is just that. Liminal space, that space between holding on to something that was once was to the unknown. And this year, as you said, more than anything, we've been in that in-between, that transitional space, especially in our school systems. What what an incredible observation, Jill, tell me more.
1: Right, and so um, when I was thinking about about working with the the district that we were working with, um, we were thinking about how this year alone is really about change and um, what happens in between like here we go from change and then we move into something greater something different and so i took um us you know just if we were to take this if you're driving then you know certainly do this um when you're at home i don't want you to do this <laughs> while you're driving Everybody needs to be safe <laughs> or pull over to the side of the road absolutely <laughs> you know that kind of thing what um so what i want you to do is let's just get kind of in this mindset um and mind Mind a frame of reference here. So, if you were all to go ahead and kind of get onto the edge of your seat, and if you're sitting there on the edge of your seat, what are you starting to notice? Well, your muscles are starting to kind of maybe tighten in your legs. They're starting to tighten in that core area, and you're starting to feel a little uncomfortable. Well, this pandemic has done just that for us, is that in in all of the world, it's made us really uncomfortable. So, now if you kind of lean forward a little bit more to where you're just, um, where you're doing somewhat of a squat, your legs are going to start to feel a little shaky. They're going to start to feel kind of cramped up a little bit.
0: Yeah, I'm going to fall on the floor.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's really going to be uncomfortable, right? Isn't it totally uncomfortable? Absolutely.
0: Very uh, painful.
1: (laughs) Painful. Exactly. So it kind of brings me back to the wall sits when I was a swimmer, right? Yeah. (laughs) But it's in this liminal space where transformation happens. Um, If you're looking at your body systems right now, there's lots of different things happening. And so that is really what that same course of action is with liminal space. It is that transformation process. And if we go back, we know that it's not gonna be the same. That chair is not gonna be behind us because we're moving forward. So if we go back, there's no net necessarily to capture us or to hold us or to give us that safety aspect. So we can either remain in the space or we can go forward to the next part. Um, And we can jump that gap. We can jump that cliff and actually be moved forward. You know, another way I was thinking about describing it. And if you're still doing that, still stay with me. Um, I will go ahead and let you know when it's time to release. But I want you to really feel that aspect of how your body is kind of moving through that and going and what your brain is saying. You know, it's probably saying, oh, I don't like this. Oh, this is uncomfortable. This doesn't feel good. I'm going to go back to what I know. I'm feels screaming good. right now. Screaming. <laughs> Stay with me, just a few seconds longer. You know, I'm also thinking of you. Know how we we take. Um, like let's say you're skiing or you're roller skating or rollerblading or even skateboarding, right? And you take and you do kind of the slingshot and you move forward. That's really what this liminal space is trying to push us to do. They take us from one area and get us slingshotted to the next area. Go ahead and sit down if you haven't and, you know, just think through about how you're feeling. So Grant, how are you feeling right now?
0: Well, I'm in a little bit of pain. Um, I'm also really glad that I was able to to do that, right? So there's a there's a little bit of a feeling of woohoo, a little bit of an accomplishment, but I'm not really sure what the next step is, right?
1: Right. right. And so that's where that liminal space comes in. It's transformative space. So think of it as a gap in between one place to the next. Um, so it's transformative. Not only is it transformative, but it is also transitional. And in that transitional space, what happens is we don't know what's coming up next. And that's where that hard part is. And when we talk about change and we think about education and we think about a school system where we we are really just moving into how that all works, we are asking our administrators, we're asking our teachers, and we're asking our students on a daily basis, to be in that liminal space constantly. So I'm thinking of the administrators, and if we think of it in those three different categories, administrators this year are trying to figure out how do we move forward, how do we make sure our teachers stay safe, how do we make sure our kids are safe, how do we juggle the public perception, the um, things that we do get or we don't get to keep our teachers safe and our school systems safe, but how do we balance it all? And do so they've been in this. Oh, go ahead.
0: Do you think it's easier to juggle all of that when you understand that that's the space you're in?
1: I do. I really do. And I think if you harness that emotion and if you harness that space and sit with it, I think it's a lot easier. But if you're constantly fighting it, Um, And not sitting into it, it definitely makes it harder because there's more resistance. Um, And and when I look at administrators, especially, they've had so many different things that they've had to do. They've had to change from one day to the next to the next, what they thought was great one time. Or, you know, one day it could change hourly even. And so it's really had to be a time of resilience, of grit, but perseverance. And that perseverance aspect is is huge. How do we persevere? How do we problem solve constantly? And it's that COVID fatigue that we really have um, because we're constantly making those, those decisions on things that we're not really sure about. Which is the liminal space. So if I make this decision and I move forward, then what is that going to look like? But if I go back, I know I can't go back to the chair. I'll just go back into that liminal space and I'll have to sit with it some more. So it's really that transformative space where you have to reflect, you have to dig in and you have to see what is going to be the best for this particular situation, for this particular moment in time.
0: So the bad news is if i'm an administrator the bad news is i probably post covid am not going to be able to return to what school was like before mm-hmm.
1: exactly right? and i think that's the transformative aspect that's and i just got goosebumps um I, I just thinking about that is is looking at all the things that we know are working things that that are working in our system There are things that are amazing things that are happening, but there are some not so amazing things that are happening. And so if we shine that light on those things and say, what is it that I'm going to die on the sword for? What is it that I'm going to say, yes, this is my sacred cow. We have to have this. What are those types of questions that I'm going to ask myself to make sure that that is something that is still relevant, um, something that we need and something that will move us forward, that will propel us forward into the future to make it better and to create a different way of of life, truly.
0: So public education, our classrooms, our schools, our districts, when this whole COVID thing is uh, a distant memory, Right. right, I can't wait sooner rather yeah. than later. <laughs> but you know when it, when it's when it's a distant memory and when we've you know when we've beaten it, our schools are our, our the educational arena is has no choice but to look differently than when it than it did when it before. Is that what you're saying?
1: Absolutely. And I think if we I think we're doing a disservice to ourselves if we don't look at that aspect. Um, And if we don't come to sit with it in that liminal space to say, okay, this is going to be different. We don't know what it's going to look like because in this moment right now, because we are in the middle of a pandemic, because we, it changes so rapidly. When we come out the other end, we have to ask ourselves what needs to be changed there's so much that needs to be changed. I mean, we've been in the same kind of institution, if you will, the same thing for hundreds of years. Um, and so it's not working. You know, we think about the Industrial Revolution, and that's really why or how we set up our educational system. Absolutely, We are past that fourfold. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yet we haven't changed. We haven't made those changes. And so when we think about what does success look like, what do um, citizens look like when they're coming out that are successful citizens that can add to, whether it's um, discourse, conversations that we all need to be having, um, especially now, or is it just being able to be prepared to move into the workforce? And that's the other piece: is that we are in such an unknown place because we don't even know what's coming out for this generation of kids who are in schools currently. So, how do we prepare them to get them? Ready? Oh,
0: I, I was getting really excited listening to you because I'm thinking that although I was screaming a minute ago when I was in that squatted position and my my body was like on fire, um, this is a this is actually a gift. At the same Absolutely. time, right? Because mm-hmm. this this should be, even though it's scary, right? The fear of the unknown and being in a place where you're you've left you've left the comfort and security of what you know, and you're headed toward you have no idea what.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. Right?
0: We're not really sure what that what that is, but that's also freeing in some ways, right? And we mm-hmm. should. Even though, you know, nobody wants COVID and nobody wants a pandemic and the tragedies that have happened are, are beyond horrible, um, you know, the silver lining, if there is one, is that it has given us all, students and teachers and leaders, this opportunity to think about future yes. possibilities. Is that Hmm.
1: Exactly. And I think, um, when I looked at this and as I was, you know, as just over the past year and what our country has gone through from, you know, our, from George Floyd to the Capitol, to just the, the hatred that has been shown in full force with disregard for any life, no matter who, um, what color of skin or, Um, people of power, all of those different things. And I think what has happened is the pandemic has allowed all of this malice and the things that we know underlying that we subconsciously knew was there, but it's been brought to the light. It's been brought out of every crack, every crevice, and the light is showing on it. And now that that has happened, It is our time to make differences. It's our time to create change so that we can tackle those, so that we can become a better society. And if we don't do that, those things are going to start crawling back and they'll become hidden again. And we don't want that. We can't afford to do that. Otherwise, humanity will not move forward. We won't move out of that liminal space. We'll just sit there and stay there and we'll be in that pain of just holding on in that squat position, we really need to move forward. And so, so when we think of teach oh go ahead. No, you go. go ahead. Ahead. Yeah. Well I was just thinking and and then moving into teachers. And and when we think about our teachers and how you know they were, were toted as heroes less than eight months ago. Heroes because they turned on a dime and I hate the word pivot now. <laughs> think I hated that word before anyway, because they, they just had to change everything they were doing and they did it quickly. Now, granted, some of it wasn't necessarily great, but it was also new learning for our teachers, um, new learning for everyone and new learning for parents, new learning for students. How do we do this? But we had the gift of technology at this moment too. And so having to be able to have the tool there, made it a much easier transition. Now, once again, now it, it also that brought out, you know, who has access to Wi Fi, who has access to food, who has access to mental health pieces. This brought that light out. And so when we think of our teachers in that liminal space, they probably more than anybody move out of that liminal space back and forth constantly more than anybody, because they are working with such a diverse group of human beings.
0: And that was my question that I was going to ask you a, a couple of minutes ago. Um, you just always seem to read my mind, right? Because I, I, mean, I, <laughs> I, I wanted to shift to talk about teachers, and that's exactly you know, where you were going. So if I'm a leader, you know, and I know that my students and my teachers are, whether they want to be or not, they're in this liminal space, because that's just the way we, that's just where we are. How do I support people who are in that state of transition, who may not be comfortable in that, that, you know, that period of having to let go of what they, what they know, and, and think about the unknown. So, uh, you know, I'm comfortable there, right? I mean, my knees aren't comfortable, but if we're talking about other things, I I happen to love that 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 space. Uh, but I know that I'm I'm not everyone, and that there are a lot of people that that, that's, that that brings a sense of fear and anxiety, and you know, you we could go on and on about those words. Can you just you know add a couple of thoughts about how do I support teachers and leaders who are in that space? that may be struggling uh, while they're in that space as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think um, part of it is you have to know your people. As a leader, you have to know the strengths, the needs of your people that you work with and that you lead. If you don't know your people, you can't make the best decisions. You won't know how to support them. And I think it goes back to, there are some people very much like you, Grant, that you you know, you know love this space. This space is massaged, and it's awesome. And what's interesting is I love this space, too, because this is that creativity that comes out. But it's interesting the differences of the pandemic year versus any other year. Mm-hmm. And what's happened this year for me, there's been a lot of times where I just dead stop because I'm like, I just can't think anymore. There are so many decisions. But then again, I have... Two little kids at home, you know. We have just different aspects. Um, my husband's a coach, so he's around students and in the schools more so. And traveling, all of those things come to play. So my space has changed because of the concern or the the lack of knowledge, if you will, about that upcoming place where it's safe. Um, so I think it's really looking at each individual. And if you don't know intimately your your the people you work with um, in a mindset, in a mind level, then I think that that's, that's the big piece. So if I think it's relationship. If you don't have the relationship, then you're not going to get as far. You won't know how to support them. So if you're thinking about, you know, as, as like, if I were to hold out my hand to do that slingshot, sometimes that slingshot doesn't go very fast or you don't get very far when you slingshot, right? Because you Mm -hmm. have, and I'm thinking of even my daughter skiing or my daughter snowboarding and I, I'm a skier. And when I try to slingshot her on that (laughs) path, that's like no slope whatsoever, there's a lot of work that I have to do. There's a lot of things that has to go in to get her moving on that path. Sometimes she goes fast. Sometimes she goes really far in distance. Other times she falls. I fall on top of her at <laughs> times too, right? Sure. So we, when we look at that, it's the kind of support we have to give. And knowing your people is what's going to help you move and do things different. You know, I think it's also looking at um, being able to say, you know what, that didn't work. I didn't do that right. Or, ooh, that wasn't the response I was looking for. But what do I need to do differently as a leader to move them forward?
0: Thank you. Jill Lewis, we could talk for days about almost anything. I thank you so much for joining us here in the wheelhouse. I hope you'll come back because yes. I think I think there are some other conversations and other topics that uh we could just grab a cup of coffee and, uh, and 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 have have great there you go. So thank you so much for joining us. That was Jill Lewis, everyone. Jill Lewis, faculty and Grant, member.
1: It is always a pleasure to be with you.
0: Well, thank you. Again, that was Jill Lewis. And thank you so much for joining us today in The Wheelhouse. And that wraps up another episode of The Wheelhouse. If you have something you'd like to share or a teaching or leadership problem you'd like to see us address, drop us a line at ourstudentsmatter.org and we'll add that to our lineup. Together, our goal is to continuously expand our own leadership and instructional expertise and to prove to each student that his or her life is of immense and irreplaceable value. This is hard work, but it is the noblest of all professions. Until next time, remember, we can do this.